Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. God is good, and all the time. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I have a message for you this morning. And Holy Ghost, we are, we're yielding to you however you choose to move this morning. We're submitted to you. And uh, I haven't got into my message yet, so don't count that off my time. Hallelujah. But that has been a declaration. In Job, it says, if you decree a thing, what? It shall be established. There has been a declaration that this month, July, is a month of miracles. See, God's got miracles on his mind. He's got deliverance on his mind. He's got healing on his mind. He's got families on his mind. He's got everything that you want on his mind. God is good, and he wants goodness in your life. Hallelujah. But there's some things we need to do. Hallelujah. 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 Now, visitors, I want to invite you back. I'm not Pastor Carrick, as you have heard. I'm Minister Isom. I'm the campus director at Fayetteville. If you have friends and family members in Fayetteville, we want to encourage you to tell them to come out and worship with us at the Tinseltown Theater. 9 o'clock a.m., second and third Sundays. But we want to encourage you to come on back and hear the anointed word of God from our pastor. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, thank God for Pastor Carrick. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. So let me pray and see if we can get started this morning. Father, we welcome you this morning, even as we have said. We pray that my speech and preaching will not be will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but with the demonstration of the Spirit and with power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, the title of my message this morning is The Power of Supplication. The Power of Supplication. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, I exhort therefore that first of all, what? Supplications, prayers, intercession, giving the thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, and so forth. But it says, first of all, supplications. Now, supplication, the layman's definition is heartfelt entreaty. As I've been sharing with Fayetteville on the last uh, two Sundays, Supplication is not that cute prayer. Supplication is not that prayer that, you know, when they call you to pray over the food at the office and you say, oh, Father, we ask that you bless this food and sanctify for our body juice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Supplication is not that prayer. Supplication is that prayer that you make when you can't do without what you're praying for. Supplication is that prayer you make when you're at the end of your rope. And if God doesn't come through, you won't make it. 
Supplication is that prayer that you pray when things are gone wrong and you're at the end of your rope. This is the type of, of prayer that brings forth the power of God. Hallelujah. There is power in supplication. You know, when you're training a dog, you find out that the dog responds to the sound of your voice. Whether you are serious about what you say or where, whether you're just kind of wishing that he'll do what you say. If you tell the dog to go home, say, go home, Fido, go home, go home, Fido. But if you're serious, you say, Fido, go home. And Fido should obey. Well, you know, things are in the natural because they are that way first in the spiritual. See, sometimes the devil is not moving because you hadn't got serious yet. You hadn't got to the end of your rope yet. You hadn't got to that place yet when you're ready to talk to him like you mean it. The devil responds to your faith. See, there's faith in your supplication. That's faith when you're saying it like, I cannot do without it because God is not the one that's holding this back. God loves you. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost that lined up everything in this experience today. God loves you. All his promises are what? Yes, and in him, amen. God wants you blessed, and he sends that blessing when you pray. In fact, he says, Jesus said, everything you desire when you pray, what? Believe that you receive them, and ye shall what? Have them. In fact, Jesus said also that, if you ask my father anything in my name, what? I will do it. So what I've been sharing with Fayetteville is in Daniel, you know, in the ninth chapter, Daniel prayed, an anointed man of God. Daniel, who saw all kind of miracles, he prayed, and in that ninth chapter, actually before he even stopped speaking, he saw the manifestation of his prayer come to pass. But in the 10th chapter, this same man prayed a second time. And this second time, he did not see that immediate manifestation because there was an enemy that held up the transmission of the message that he was about to receive. See, it says in Ephesians that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. So, it also says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. High places is in the air. Hallelujah. So, as Daniel was believing God for the manifestation of his answer to come from the angel Gabriel, the angel Gabriel got held up where? In the air. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Uh, answer got held up in the air. So what did Daniel do? He fasted and he prayed for 21 days and because of his supplication, say supplication, because of his supplication, he got an aid and assist to that angel. The angel Michael came to fight against the prince of Persia that was holding up the answer. And the answer came and the angel told uh, Daniel, that the reason I didn't make it because I was in a fight. 
I'm telling you, somebody here has been in a fight today. Somebody here has got something held up. Somebody here, God heard your prayer, but there has been a hold up. There has been a roadblock. There's been something that's been keeping your manifestation from coming to pass. But I'm here to tell you today, there has been some supplication going forth. There has been somebody on their knees praying for you, and we're believing that you're going to receive your breakthrough today. Hallelujah. The devil can't hold it back. He can't keep holding your answers back, your blessings back, your healing back, your money back, your family back. He can't hold back that thing that God has for you. Hallelujah. Because supplication breaks the hold of the enemy on your blessing. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, it's time out for us to be it's time out for us to be professional Christians. It's time for us to get at home in our prayer closet. It's time for us to get on our knees and supplicate. It's time for us to see manifestation so the world can see the goodness of God. It's time for us to fight in the spirit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's time for us to get down to wrestling. Hallelujah. It's time for us to get into spiritual conflict with the enemy. It's time for us to tell him to let that blessing go. God said it in his word. He said, whatsoever we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have the manifestation. Since the package is on the way, don't let the porch power of the devil steal what you have ordered. He is going around your life trying to see what blessings are coming your way and he's trying to steal it from you. I'm telling you, you got to put a Holy Ghost police officer of the Holy Spirit in your prayers at your doorstep to not let the enemy steal from you. It's time to supplicate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I guess I ought to talk some about my message. The word miracle means God's supernatural intervention into the natural course of nature or the natural course of everyday life. Turn to Hebrews, the second chapter. Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. See, God set up miracles for the purpose of thwarting or stopping the plans of the enemy. See, we have a spiritual enemy that can be defeated by spiritual weapons. Jesus told the disciples in Luke, the 24th chapter, <clears throat> don't leave Jerusalem until you be endued with power where from on high because he knew that there is an enemy that's trying to stop you from receiving your blessing you're in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3 it reads how shall we escape if we will neglect so great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both with what? Signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to what? 
his will. Now, it's God's will for us to see those signs, wonders, miracles. It's his will for us to receive them because God is not a deadbeat dad. He's not the one to leave you out there all by yourself. He sees the situation that you're in, and you have done everything that you can in your natural ability in order to rectify your situation. You tried every means. You've talked to people. You've been on Google and Facebook and everywhere else. But there's some things only a miracle can, from God can fix. If the Jews had not had a miracle, they would not have gotten out of Egypt. If the Jews had not had a miracle, they would not have crossed the Red Sea. If they had not had a miracle, they would not have received water in the wilderness. If they had not received miracles, they would not have received manna in the wilderness. God has set miracles in place to deliver us. Hallelujah. We need to believe God for miracles. Amen. Glory to God. Turn to Romans, the 8th chapter. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, look at verse number 32, and it reads, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, hell shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. What you've been believing, been believing God for? It's in those all things. What thing has been pestering you? It's in the all things. What thing is it that seemingly won't come to pass in your life? It's all things. God has a miracle for all things. Hallelujah. Turn to Second Corinthians. We've already stated it, but I want you to see it in the Word of God. Second, Second Corinthians, the first chapter. Look at the 20th verse. It says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto what? The glory of God by us. You know, as a parent, when my children receive a blessing, and there's something that I had to do or something that I taught them that they acted upon. And I can go back and see that their reception of that blessing had to do with their obedience to their teaching. They get blessed, but also I get blessed. See, sometimes, believe it or not, we are holding up God's joy. God had no desire to see mankind in a place, in a state where we were subject to the wiles of the devil. He never desired for us to be broke, to be sick, to be under any type of oppression. His desire for us was to be free, to prosper and be in health, even as what? Our souls prosper. He gets no glory when we're in need. He gets no glory when we're in lack. He gets no glory when we're fighting and arguing and having differences one with another. He gets no glory when we are subject to the ways of this world in which we are pilgrims. Our home is actually with him. Hallelujah. 
Let's give God some glory today. Let's believe for some miracles today. Let's pull something out of the heavenlies. Let's turn, make the devil turn loose what belongs to us. Amen? Glory to God. Turn to Acts. Turn to Acts. Well, never mind. Don't turn to Acts. I want to go to the first person we want to look at in Scripture. Turn to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this, and then we'll actually look at the Scripture. Now, in 1 Samuel, we see a story about a man of God, Elkanah. Elkanah was a Levitical priest. Elkanah had a wife named Hannah. Elkanah's name meant God has possessed. I mean, that's a good name, amen? I mean, if I, want, if I could be possessed by something, I want to be possessed by God, amen? Hannah's name means grace or gracious or one that gives. So God has possessed is married to grace or gracious or one that gives. Now, they have a problem. They have an issue. Hannah is barren. She cannot bear children. One of the things in the Jewish culture was that all believed, all women, when they bore children, they were hoping that their child would actually be the promised one from God, the Messiah. So, to be barren meant that there was no chance of you bearing the Messiah. Not only that, it also meant that you had a stigma upon you because now one of the main purposes that they felt they had in their life was be a mother. If they couldn't be that, that means that they were less of value in the culture. You understand that? So, what did Elkanah do? Elkanah, <clears throat> he loved his wife. She was his first choice. But because she could not bear children, Elkanah did something. He married another woman. In addition, in addition to Hannah. Now, ladies, you know that won't work. You know that won't work. Now, Penina's name means contracted. So she was really just a surrogate. She was not wife in the first place. She was actually wife by hire. But she wanted to be in first place. So as she was bearing children and going through the childbearing process, she would constantly aggravate provoke, torment, make the feel bad, Hannah. Every year when they would go up to do the sacrifice and they went through this ceremony, she would make fun of Hannah and Hannah would be in tears. And one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is that there's somebody here who's been in tears. There's somebody here who has been suffering in silence. There's somebody here who is, has been tormented because of the thing that you have not been able to receive and it wasn't even your fault. There was nothing Hannah could do to rectify her barrenness. There was nothing Hannah could do to fix herself. 
But the only thing that she could do is what she did. She cried out to God. Hallelujah. See, when you have God on your side, oh, there is nothing that is impossible. He can fix your situation. He can fix your circumstance. If you will believe him and you will supplicate. Amen. Amen. Now, see how many pages of notes I just avoided? <laughs> Glory to God. Now, you're in 1 Samuel, right? Look at verse 9, and I'm going to read. It says, So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now, what has happened is that whenever there is a sacrifice given, the head of the house divides up the portion that is left for the family. And Elkanah has divided up the portions among Penina and her children and Hannah. And Hannah, he gave what's called a worthy portion or a double portion, as if she had children, because Hannah was his first love. Amen. Ah, come on, pray with me. Hallelujah. I like that. We're going somewhere. <laughs> Amen. So, so Hannah rose up after they had eaten. She didn't eat. And after they had drunk, she didn't drink. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thine wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord. I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul. Poured out my soul. With everything that was within her, she petitioned the Lord. She prayed as if her life depended on it. And her life, according to God's will for her life, did. Oh, hallelujah. When we pray like that, we cannot, we cannot not get the blessing. <laughs> when we pray like our life depends on it, the devil has no choice but to let it go. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. Verse 16. Count not thine handmaid as a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, get this. This is a declaration. This is a decree from the man of God at that time he said go in peace and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him 
Now, I wish we had time to teach a little bit about Eli and his family. But the point of this is, a decree was made and an answer was given. A decree has been made. <laughs> and today I want you to believe that the answer has been given. A decree has been made that July is the month of miracles. Somebody say, this is my day for a miracle. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is my day for a miracle. This is my day for a breakthrough. This is my day for a change. This is my day when Jesus answers my prayer. This is my day when I get what I've been believing God for. This is my day when the devil lets it go. This is my day when I see victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo, turn the songs. <laughs> turn the songs. <laughs> Glory to God. Turn the songs. 34. Psalm 34th chapter. Are you there yet? Say amen. Verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The Lord has heard you in the midnight hour. He's heard you when you were driving in your car. He heard you when you were sitting at work and you went in the bathroom stall just to be by yourself because the situation was too hard for you. God heard you when you came out of the doctor's office and you said, Lord, what about this diagnosis? God heard you when you were crying over your family members that are away from home. God heard you when you were praying for those who are wayward that you want to come back to him. He heard you. He heard you. He heard you. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come how boldly unto the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Jesus our great high priest, Jesus, God himself who came to earth and allowed himself to be a man, Jesus, who is tempted in all ways as we are yet without seeing, Jesus, who feels everything that you are feeling and have felt, Jesus. We're going to look at somebody else now. Have to excuse me. I've been supplicating, so I'm a little built up. <laughs> but you know, in a minute, I'm going to let it loose. <laughs> I'm going to let it loose for you. Hallelujah. Turn to James chapter 5. We want to see this real quick. Now, the word of God says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, while I'm preaching, your faith is getting built up and your expectation is rising. I want your expectation to be to the level that it's about to pop. In fact, 
I want you to go ahead and begin to let your expectation go. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. We got some miracle receiving folks up in here today. Hallelujah. <laughs> build it up, 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 build it up. You can get your miracle today. You do not have to wait. God is here. Hallelujah. We know the miracle worker. I said we know the miracle worker. His name is Jesus. Woo, glory. Now, in James chapter 5, verse 17, it talks about Elijah. Elijah, an anointed man of God. This man, Elijah, is one who called fire down from heaven. This man, Elijah, who... Now, I like this about Elijah. You know, I, let me take a side journey. You know, men of God are not punks. You know what I like about Elijah? He called fire down from heaven. The fire uh, burned up the sacrifice, burned up the wood, burned up the stones, burned up the water that was in the trench. And then he went and killed all the prophets of Baal. That's my kind of brother right there. He's holy and he will take vengeance on the enemy. It talks about, it talks about Samuel that when uh, 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 Saul did not kill the people of Agag, it says Saul, the man of God, the preacher, that's right, he took out a sword and it said he cut him asunder. You better believe a man of God will tear you up if God tell him to. Now, mind you, we walk in love. Hallelujah. We walk in love. Jesus, before he left this earth with his disciples, he said, I sent you out two by two. Did you need anything? No. He said, now, if you don't have a sword, sell your coat and get you one. This man of God got a 38. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. But that's just a side note. But our Lord and Savior is not called the pussycat of the line of Judah. I mean, of Judah. He's called the lion of Judah. He's not going to sit on the throne of Ahab. He's going to sit on the throne of David, the giant killer. See, sometimes you have to get things from the scripture and realize what God is trying to tell you. He's telling you when you were in the world and you were a troublemaker, God still wants you to be a troublemaker, but on the right side. Hallelujah. He wants you to be a troublemaker for the kingdom. He wants you to tie down some things for the kingdom of God. Don't be no sissified wimp. Be a man of God, a woman of God that's able to do some things in the spirit. Hallelujah. Now, it says in James 5, verse 17, it says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. That word like passions means of like feelings or affections. Elijah had issues just like you. Sometimes we get caught up in our issues and we think, you know, I believe in God for this, but I'm thinking about all the situations I got, all the issues I got. I'm thinking about why all the reasons why God won't bless me. God's trying to tell you, if you believe in me, you're right, right standing with me. 
I take you with all your issues and bless you. Oh, hallelujah. He take you with all your issues and bless you. He want to take you with your issues and let the world see, oh, I know she got issues. How she get that? I know he got issues. How he get that? Oh, the Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Hallelujah. Yeah, I got some issues, but God is with me. Yeah, I got some situations, but God is with me. Yeah, I've been through some things, but God is with me. Hallelujah. So what did Elijah do? First of all, let me set this up. Elijah, by the instruction of God, was told to pray and stop the rain. I'm just going to tell you this. God told him to pray and stop the rain, and the rain did not come in Jerusalem or in Israel for three and a half years. Then God told Elijah to pray again so that the rain would start up again. Now, you need to really get this, really get this, hear this. The starting and the stopping of the rain was whose idea? It was God's idea. But Elijah still had to what? He had to pray and obey. Now, you have to really take hold of this. Stopping the rain, God's idea. Starting the rain, God's idea. But Elijah still had to supplicate. See, nobody is going to jump up to heaven, chicken wing God, put him in an arm lock, and make him do anything. It was God's idea. But see, Elijah had to wrestle with the prince of the power of the air to bring about the will of God. See, when you get this and you read the word of God and you understand there's a, there's a reason he said in Jude 20 building up yourself on your most holy faith what? praying in the Holy Ghost see there's a reason you need to build yourself up because you are going through a battle you are fighting you have an enemy you need to be in top tip top physical shape in order to defeat him he is a spiritual being and, and in order to defeat him you must use spiritual weapons so when we supplicate and build ourselves up we are being built up in our spirit and also we are accessing angelic support help and defense now first kings turn Go to 1 Kings, 18th chapter, 1 Kings, chapter 18. Glory to God. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, you're in 1 Kings 18, 40, uh, first verse. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. 
So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and cast himself down upon the earth. Now, <clears throat> I believe that everything in the Word of God has significance. When I read through the Word of God, I even read all those complicated names because I believe there's significance in those. There's something in them that feeds my spirit. It's just like, you know, we eat uh, uh, nutritious food and you know, scientists haven't even uh, figured out all the different things that are in food. There's some things they just call, say that we know it's there, we don't know what it is, but it's beneficial. But in the scripture, everything is beneficial. So we read, and we pay attention to everything. So Elijah threw himself down on the ground. Remember, starting the rain and stopping the rain is God's idea. But yet, Elijah knew that he had to pray. He threw himself down on the earth, and as it continues to say, and put his face between his knees. Now, I'm not gonna demonstrate that because honestly, I can't get my face between my knees. I've been working on that but I can get on my knees. But the thing about him throwing himself down and putting his face between his knees is that he put himself in an uncomfortable and birthing position. See, your focus changed when you get uncomfortable seeking God and supplicating for him. There's one thing when I pray, say, for instance, going down the road, Oh, those trees are pretty, hallelujah. But there's another thing. When I get on my knees in an uncomfortable position and I begin to seek God, it's a different level of, in, an, of intensity that brings forth the blessing. So, continuing on, verse 43. And said to his servants, go up now, look unto the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. Now, key. God's idea, Elijah praying, but he saw what? Don't be discouraged. <laughs> Don't be discouraged. You got to remember, we're dealing with an enemy who is an outlaw. We're dealing with a thug. If somebody broke into your house and you said, hey, what you doing here? Get out. And they look at you like, man, please. I live here now. Now, if I go to my house and they in there and I get to the 38. <laughs> it's a different story. <laughs> but if I can't get to it, I'm calling 911. You can't be discouraged just because there's opposition and you don't say anything. Elijah prayed and had his servant look seven times. He prayed until he got through. He played completely until the desired result came. Now, Going back to Hannah, Hannah prayed to receive her heart's desire. 
Elijah was praying to, to receive God's heart's desire. I want you to catch this one. There are some of you out here who God has given you an assignment. It's God's heart's desire. But you hadn't seen it yet. You hadn't seen the manifestation yet and you got discouraged because it hasn't come to pass. You need to go back seven times. But I'm not talking about times. I'm talking about until it's completed. Seven is a number of completion. You need to keep going until you see it come to pass. You can't give up. You got to keep going. You got to keep pressing until you see the manifestation. Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> what I want to do now, I'm setting my clock for five minutes. Now, I believe I receive instructions from God to preach on this so that we could get to this point and supplicate. And after we supplicate, well, I'll wait till after we supplicate in order to tell you what is next. But I want you to pray as if your life depended on it because your miracle depends on it, amen? Whatever way you want to do it, you can sit in your seat, you can stand to your feet, you can come to the altar, that's up to you. But we need to see some miracles. We need to see some breakthrough. We need to see some manifestation, amen? So let's begin to pray. Let it on some good abyss, do. Betenda le ki angu hu kue eshe. Ye tenda do to vesse kere rinsi kiri di mai. Mendre di se, mendre di se, mendre di se kiri anso to vukurovu. Bede eshi trovu kurisi ke dabaha. Ende de hesse, ende de hesse. Ongo rengi hesse do hoku. Bon rengi etonumoku. Bon rite siriansa ngaliyanse kere e. Irundo ukurindo kotoro rindo. Sengalosso, <laughs> Press, 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 press. It read it, cut it, it is, it, 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 it
Hallelujah. 60 more seconds. Press, 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 press. Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Land rather than security on the lamon, go to the non-lamon. Oh, baby, she the ashidiashido, she the ashido, in barakiri, in a kiri asan bakaprehike, in radiasodo, recorded asodeve, ichi didiansodo, ichi diansodo, akai sendereshe, ekari sendereshe, etradodo, koridis, kiri kiri, and landovo korivishi rovoshe, etiriangarandoso, koridis, koridis, seriva. Hallelujah! 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 Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the Metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at FCCGA.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You can also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook on YouTube. We love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast and then we have our daily devotional podcast which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember something good is going to happen to you today so expect miracles. God bless.